Welcome to The Off Five, the podcast where we talk about The Office. We are best friends. We met on the set of The Office when we were working there. <laughs> we were in the background so of the first couple episodes. excited. I'm honestly so I'm... excited. I threw all my notes in the air and I just grabbed one. I can't believe it. And it's just like so exciting to get to work with your best friend. That's true. Oh my God. I, I was hanging out with Michael, sure, the other day. And uh, and we were eating some tacos. Yeah. And then Rain came in. <laughs> Rain Wilson. I know him. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm Nathan. And I'm Addie. Season three, episode 21, Product Recall. It came out April 26, 2007. And AKA the one where they recall the product. That's right. So let's do Wikipedia is the best thing ever, where we read the description of what happens in this episode with one of our patented segments, segments that we have that are make us different than other podcasts. And segments that we will never get rid of, no matter what a Facebook poll says. Just kidding. We <laughs> might actually get rid of We're going to drop one or two, if, if, if possible. <laughs> in this episode, the company deals with the consequences of an offending watermark that appeared on several reams of paper. Several? I think it was a lot more than several. Yeah, we're getting calls nonstop. Michael Scott holds a poorly attended <laughs> press conference. <laughs> Jim Halpert and Andy Bernard head to a high school that printed their prom invitations on the paper to apologize. And Creed frames an employee at the paper mill to keep his job. That's right. Uh, just a clarifying note, um, the high school didn't print the prom invitations to apologize. Andy and Jim are going to apologize for them printing the prom invitations on that paper i feel like it, was, we, it sounded like we were missing a comma or something uh, head to a high school that printed their prom invitations on the paper to apologize for the prom yeah exactly <laughs> sorry there's know. no prom this year here's a <laughs> duck and a mouse that a lot of people like make mickens i've never been a big fan yeah really of mickey is it supposed to be mickey i guess so doesn't look like him no i think that's probably a copyright thing and it's so the, they show the watermark. It's a mouse having relations with a duck. Mouse is in the back. Fronts. Duck's in the front. Remember the conversation? No, Sutra? no, no. The duck is in the back. Duck's in the back? Oh, wow. <laughs> I, duck's in I the back? I got so confused. Okay, well, anyway. So what, what I don't get is they've blurred out the middle. Like, you're seeing it's like <laughs> enter the, the mouse. And it's all corkscrew shaped. Corkscrew shaped sensor bar. A, well, a duck penis probably doesn't look like anything that you might expect. That's right. No one expects it until it's too, <laughs> too late. Okay. Great, Scott. Production and trivia. You know what? Cut it. We don't care. Sorry, Justin Sprincer and Brent Forrester. Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll mention it sometime. But we're just talking about the same people overall. They're keeping it in-house. We'll talk about yeah. it when it's, you know, the dude from Ghostbusters. Yeah. And we'll talk about it when it's Ricky Gervais, and we're not going to talk about it when it's Randall Einhorn anymore. Okay. Thank God. That's a load off. <laughs> yeah. It feels like a weight lifted. Yeah. <laughs> Trivia? Um, I did have one observation, and that is, well, trivial observation, because <laughs> you could oh, say. Okay. <laughs> um, four plus seven is... Eclevin. It's, yes, it's McLovin. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the addition problem that jim does on his um fake dwight watch at the beginning of the show oh. and then it's also what angela gets mad at kevin for miscalculating kevin do you know what four plus seven is it's 11 we didn't know when we were filling out this expense form oh if jim now that the 
you know, the jig's up and he doesn't need that costume anymore, could give that to Kevin. That'd be great. Uh, I don't think Dunder Mifflin would ever go out of business. Yeah, he's only spent $7 on it, so worth it. $7 on the watch, huh? Or $7 for the rest of the costume. How is that possible? I have one of those calculator watches. How much was it? I don't know. I got it for a gift. <laughs> but probably more than $2 or whatever the average is supposed to be here. Yeah, unless it was at a thrift store. Well, it sounds like we're already talking about crack open a cold open. One of the most iconic cold opens that we've ever cracked open in this segment. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, then I guess I'll give you one line. What kind of bear is best? Now you know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's imitation. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, Jim is this character. He's like kind of like the star of the show. He wears blue. And then Dwight is this other character. And he wears yellow sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mustard. So yeah. I think there's two things going on here when Jim dresses up as Dwight. I don't know if that's what I wanted to say. But <laughs> I think that the reason why we think of Dwight as always wearing a yellow shirt is because of this. Yeah. And because of later on when Pam says what color mustard is his shirt. Because yeah. now that we're covering the fashion, he has not worn a yellow shirt very many times at all. No, he wears he like a grayish green shirt way more often than he, he wears does. yellow. He does wear a grayish green. It, it goes between grayish green and yellow. So I think that fans think of it as always being yellow because of that. But I also think maybe the show started dressing him like in the Dwight costume. Yeah. But right now, it's almost Halloween. If you're about to buy a Dwight costume, it would be a yellow shirt. It'd be just like Jim's. And it must be short-sleeved, too. Yeah, because you can't cut off the circulation. To your yeah, eyes. exactly. He likes <laughs> short-sleeved. And I so, agree. Yeah. I'll probably say that. I'll save it for that episode. In, yeah. In three years. Four yeah. or five years. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is a really iconic scene and is funny, but I guess I just am tired of it. I don't know. Oh. I don't know if I'm tired of it, but when I saw it, I was like, oh, no. That's right. How are we going to cover this? She did say that. Because it's like, you see it so many times, so many memes. Mm-hmm. It is like, I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head about, he doesn't actually wear that that often, but... It was pretty good. I mean, Jim did a good job. Classic. Classic, yeah. Look at this shirt I'm wearing. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. That's from this. That is true. And I think there's really not too much to say about it, but I also wanted to talk about the closing because it's pretty much the same yeah. scene. Although, it means that this episode takes place over basically three days. Yeah. Because <laughs> Jim West is that, and then the episode takes place on a different day, and then Dwight comes in as a, on a different day, right? Mm-hmm. So... The, cl- the opposite happens, obviously, at the end. Yeah, which I think is actually funnier. Because he does a little, uh, little comment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Jim. Hey, Karen, want to have sexual intercourse with me because you're my girlfriend? She says no. Yeah, she's like, no, thanks. I don't know, really know what she was going to say, though. No. They're probably not really because she's so... <laughs> Jim and Karen right now? Oh, my God. It's like a, what a duck nightmare in it a must be. duck and a yeah. mouse. Yeah. Uh, a uh, popular character that a lot of people are a fan of yeah beloved i'm not really been a fan um you mean karen (laughs) (laughs) sorry karen no no we love karen we just want her to be happy right yeah we do and she's not happy here no she's Um, not she's just uh. i think that for well what do you think about this um cold open do you think that this was kind of like a improv kind of thing that they did because it doesn't go along with the rest of the plot so how did they decide to use it for this episode? No, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's a cold open, so. So they can do it. How do a lot of them? I mean, it said that it took a lot of, I don't think it was an improv, because it took a lot of them, took a lot of takes to get it, because 
people were laughing so much when Jim was Dwight. Yeah. But I I really like it because it makes the characters it's it's like crossing a line kind of. Like before the characters were just the characters, you know? Like, oh, they're a little off kilter. But now that the characters notice that other characters act in a certain way and dress in a certain way and can quote and act like them. It's a little meta in a way I like, yeah. but it makes them like iconic. It makes it so that anyone could dress up as Jim or Dwight now because they've dressed up as each other. It's like, yeah, cool. It, it like solidifies their characteristics and makes them self-aware or aware of each other, which makes them self-aware, Yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it is. It is a little meta. I guess I like it more now that we're talking about it. Oh, good. <laughs> hey, you know what segments we're going to cut? Second drink is what we're cutting? Yeah, we're going to cut second drink. So I think it's kind of a play on words, but crack open a cold open. I'm drinking a sipping pretty. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Fooled all you guys in the poll. Still mention it. And I'm also drinking sipping pretty. That's so. right. We both drink it. Sipping pretty times two. Sipping squared, pretty squared. Actually, no. That's too many. I think that... If you're wondering what we're talking about for the poll, that you should head to our Facebook page. It's called the Off Five um, Fan Dot Coms. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Finer Things Club. The Finer Things Club. And then the Off Five's in there too. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, it's the listener group. But we had a poll to see which segments we should get rid of. I think we could cut that segment down, but let's just mention it in here. Unless we go to sponsorship a and yeah. let's bring it back, baby. But that's a good idea. If you if you own a brewery, let us know. Yep, yep. <laughs> You want to do how the turntables were phrases are? Absolutely, I do. Yeah, do absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, I really liked "cry, man, squaw, f and c double time" because it actually means what does it mean? Actually, I uh, have no idea. It means it means to an end. Oh, it's <laughs> it's crisis management squad front and center twice as fast. Okay, and I, maybe that's not really a turntable, but. It is something that Michael said that has to be explained. I think to that the rest is. Of the staff. I That's, think it is a turntable. That is a turntable. Yeah. Yeah. What do you have? Well, there's one obvious one, but I'm going to say threat level midnight Ooh. is not quite right, is it? So I think no. he's kind of combining two things: the doomsday clock, which is how close we are to annihilation based on like proliferation of nuclear weapons and other factors, <laughs> probably climate change now, and then <laughs> the threat level. Is like a fun thing where every day they update what the threat level is. And for a while it was color-coded. I thought that was added a lot of color to our day. Mm-hmm. Mostly reds and yellows and oranges. Yeah. Um, but it's referring also to his manuscript that we will later get to see in action. Um, and that we discovered first in season two. So I was thinking, he's probably saying this because of the screenplay, right? Definitely. And that's what the look from Jim towards the camera is about because he doesn't know that they read that exactly during that night the escape goat cheese yeah cheese? <laughs> I, know, I just added that <laughs> to see if you would notice escape goat escape goat i don't really like goat cheese what that's kind of a tangent that i is. guess one of our patented tangents about how i don't <laughs> like food i only like macaroni and cheese and and sandwiches yeah and also a variety of organic vegetables <laughs> raw only yeah but yeah scapegoat that's a great one it's usually scapegoat so i guess if you were saying a scapegoat then that's, it would sound like a scapegoat. that's what he heard that's what he heard yeah yeah and it was probably written out on one of those cue cards too well it makes sense that the scapegoat would be escaping with your blame it does but it really does. the scapegoat is what you sacrifice instead of taking on your own blame right yeah 
It'd be like, oh, I accidentally coveted my neighbor's wife. I will now kill this goat. <laughs> Therefore, and, restoring balance <laughs> to exactly. the world. And wiping the blood above my door. Yeah. So that they'll pass over later. The Mormons. So a scapegoat would be someone who <laughs> The Jehovah's escaped. Witnesses will pass over my door. <laughs> no soliciting. Uh, yeah, the, man, when they came out with those signs, a lot fewer goats had to be sacrificed. <laughs> or, or escaped, as we say. Um, Dispatch. Roger that. 10-4, good buddy. All right. Let's go to our references. Kevin's Chili's. We've got a lot of them. Yeah, but we're only supposed to say the ones that really matter to us. No. Which is... Give me the beat, boys. That really matters to me. Who's that by? You don't know? I'm about uh, to know because I'm looking Dobie Gray in 1973. It's called Drift Away. But he's probably referencing Uncle Cracker's cover of it because it's Oh, Andy. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I've seen that music video. It's so good. Yeah? Give me the beat, boys. I thought he said, give me the people. Oh. No, that's not what the lyrics are, but that's what I thought Andy was saying. It's hard to... to to know what he's saying yeah it's one of those one of those things misunderstood lyrics you know yeah Do you have any famous misunderstood lyrics of your of your own personal nature um a one horse scope and sleigh oh yeah <laughs> i thought it was about mean, a sniper rifle <laughs> yeah one you horse can only hit one horse in this scope because <laughs> what is a one horse open sleigh I mean, it's an open sleigh oh so there's it's no pulled cover. by one horse <laughs> <laughs> what's yours uh probably a million of them but i didn't prepare one um it does say that it was by uncle cracker and other recordings would be doby gray but that doesn't make sense if he recorded it first well doby gray owns a time machine so he did go back into the 70s to record that song to try to steal some of uncle cracker's <laughs> popularity and it didn't work uncle cracker's just as famous as ever i would love to know someone who has an uncle cracker tattoo yeah or if Uncle Cracker would just come out with his own line of crackers that were tattooed with the lyrics of Uncle Cracker songs, <laughs> would that be good? Like Ritz crackers? No, Uncle Cracker. Oh. <laughs> I don't like the name Uncle Cracker. I can't imagine if this is like a serious artist, I just can't. I could never be like, guys, let's listen to Uncle Cracker. <laughs> I got the CD right here. Crackers with a K, guys. It's cool. <laughs> Remember how out seas were in the late 90s? Yeah. You remember corn, Lint yeah. Biscuit? Liquor cabinet, our favorite liquor store. Oh. It's probably made in the 90s. Right. They were like, hey, we got to get in on this. By the members of Lint Biscuit that were fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's owned by Buckethead. Oh, wait, no. Or whatever that guy's name was. But anyway, we got some uh, other references. We already mentioned Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse. What about this guy? OJ? You know, his big problem is he didn't control the narrative of murdering people. Yeah, well, he did. He actually did, kind of. <laughs> yeah, he did. Until he wrote the book, What If I Did It? Yeah. Or If I Did It. I can't remember the name, but... Yeah. Anyway, that wasn't the problem with OJ. The problem was, you know, he just... Sometimes he ran too late in football. Yeah. Is that is that a thing footballs do? <laughs> <laughs> footballs do. Football runners? Is that what he was? <laughs> he was probably a linebacker. What, was he yeah, a, what a wide position receiver? did he play? Um, a lot of those guys aren't that wide. <laughs> oh no! Here, here we go with Nathan and sports. Uh oh. My favorite um, team is the Detroit Cobras. You're right. He was the running back. Is that what I said? Yeah, oh yeah, I said running guy. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it says nicknamed the Juice. He's an American former football running back, broadcaster, actor, 
advertising spokesman, and convicted felon. And he was also a naked gun. <laughs> I guess that goes under actor, but you know. <laughs> Vaguely. Anyway, American Treasure. Yeah. Um, what about a movie? Did you get the movie reference? Mm. Could also be a book reference. Uh, I didn't get it. I'll give you a hint. I need a boyfriend. Oh, uh, Bridget Jones. Yeah. I've You've never seen it? seen it. I saw it. Did you like it? Uh, I saw it a few years ago. It was all right. I thought it was pretty It was pretty entertaining, actually. Like, hmm. uh, what's her name? Who's that? Renee Zellweger. Oh, yeah. Wedge, Wedger. Renee Zellweger. She was pretty funny in it, actually. Maybe I'll give it a try. There's like four. Yeah, I didn't. I think maybe I tried to watch the second one a little bit, and I, but I was like, nah, no. The first one's okay. I get the same. I don't know. I like stupid, bad movies, though, sometimes. I, I get the same feeling as I got when I finally watched uh, Love Actually. Oh, I love Love Actually. Basically just watching all of Kelly Kapoor's Netflix queue. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I really liked both of those. But I, you know, in a bad, not like they're so bad, they're good. They're just kind of bad and good. They're like heartwarming. Like there's no real depth or artistic value. It's just kind of like makes you feel fuzzy. But Bridget Jones' Diary is probably iconic because she is kind of quirky. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to mention some other songs, though. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. It's Bananas. Bananas. That's Gwen Stefani. She ain't no holla back, girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so glad I set you up for that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what is a holla back, girl? It's like someone who isn't going to like catch you back. Like They're not going to talk back to you. Was it like if someone yelled at you, like hollered at you, then you would holla back if you were a holla back girl? Yeah. But Gwen Stefani ain't one. She's she ain't no hollaback girl. Wait, so if you no say something girl. to her, she's not gonna like. She's not really interested in saying anything back. She already has enough friends. Is it people that like catcall? Mm. Like, hey, beautiful, and then she's like, I ain't no hollaback girl. Oh, and then yeah. they're like, well, by saying that, you kind of hollered back. But plus, then you hollered back really loudly into a song and over the airwaves. Yeah, I feel like it's like she's not gonna respond to. You're right. She's not gonna respond to like. Um, pick up lines and stuff like that but the song title is holla back girl too many times she's been around that track too many times <laughs> oh gwen stefani of no doubt she had, man she was so popular i thought she was gonna be popular forever in the mid-2000s and then what happened in college my one of my good friends was gwen stefani for Halloween, and she just spent the entire Halloween yelling, I'm Gwen Stefani, because no one got it. <laughs> That's a bad sign for your career. <laughs> I know. Um, and then we also have another iconic song. And then she called... leaves. She's like, this shit's bananas. <laughs> B-A-N-A. What? what are you... I'm not going to haul it back at are, you. Are you quoting The Office? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then our other song that we have is... A wimbo wap, 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 Yep. I did. I learned something about that song. What is that? I read like half a sentence about it. It was a hunting song originally sung in Zulu, in what is now Swaziland. Swaziland. It's a hunting song. What is a hunting song? You know, and you like sing when you hunt when you don't want to catch anything because like animals can hear. But the original title was Imboe. Which means lion. That's why they sing it. Really? Yeah. Oh, I that's love what I learned. That, that was that's the only really part I read. Nice. Now <laughs> I'm reading the rest of it. Really nice. I it was like that. Popularized in the 1930s by South African singer Solomon Linda, who recorded it in 1939 with his group, The Evening Birds. Right before his cover of Uncle Cracker's Drift Away. 
him and uh uh you know what are the artists of the time he's hanging out with uh frank sinatra yeah maybe and uh cole porter just drinking and exploring paris together yeah cool that's all i got for references yeah let's do fashion show fashion show fashion fashion show show at at lunch. lunch Um, I only have one observation, and that is Kelly's horrible purple eyeshadow. Oh, okay. It's when she's um, teaching everyone how to be good customer service rep. It's just not a good look. Okay. It's too much. She's, But she's telling them not how to be losers. Is she not now qualified to do this because of the purple eyeshadow? Yeah, I think she's going for... It just doesn't go with her outfit or her... You know, I don't know. It's just not... Honestly, there's a special place in hell for women that don't support other women. <laughs> I'm not not supporting her. I'm just saying that that look wasn't that good. Oh, okay. Close one. <laughs> yeah, because next week we have women's appreciation. Yeah, we got to learn to appreciate for, them real yeah, quick. Yeah, real quick. I have one. In the, the very first scene, Jim's dressed an awful lot like Dwight. Did you notice? <laughs> and then the last scene, Dwight isn't wearing his glasses. <gasps> LASIK. Um, yin Yang. Quid po quo. <laughs> I, oh, oh, mirror image. No. Oh man, we got we can't talk about politics anymore. <laughs> can't say quid pro quo anymore. Just because it's so hard. Anyway, I've been saying quid pro quo at least five times a day, just for like it's just like for a fun. Tongue accent. I said yeah. it twenty times before we recorded. Quid pro quo. Quid pro quo. Quid pro quo. Lemon face, lion face. Quid pro quo. Quid pro quo. Quid pro quo. <laughs> Toy boat, and then. Shelly's shells seashells by the seashore. Oh yeah, those are my uh my buddy. She sells she sells by the she sells. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> my, my buddy. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, okay, let's move on to our characters then. How about that? How about that? Oh wait, no, let's talk about the YouTube thing. We've got to make sure YouTube comes down to film this where we talk about the camera and whatnot, documentary things. I just noticed something we already talked about, which was um, Jim's look to the camera about threat level midnight. What about um, Dwight's look to the camera when he's making a little comment? <laughs> little comment. That's pretty good because it is, like you said, it's making the characters, you know, more concrete. They're doing that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just great like when you can interact and pretend to be someone that people know like they're a fictional character i love that yeah people can totally do that to me they don't because no one cares but i wear basically the same thing every day so if someone wanted to dress up like me it wouldn't be that hard but it also would be really be flattering thing. yeah it would be the sincerest form of flattering that's right um i the only other thing i can think of is that is also kind of meta is um filming a documentary crew filming um a apology video that's happening mm-hmm. so yeah we get to see a famous apology video from michael i wasn't sure about this so a lot of the other times we've seen videos within videos like fundle bundle and stuff like that the video itself has been the camera on a tv yeah but this case it's not that's not it they actually got the footage from the apology video and edited it into the show yeah. Like they were like, hey, can I have that tape so we can make a copy of it? Like it's just, it's a little bit weirder. And it's like the quality of being in the um, car or something, you know? Well, so there, I, I do want to talk about this segment because I think that this is getting to the time where they start getting a little lazier about the documentary. Like, not that they haven't already, 
but in this episode i noticed it quite a bit so like they do like the responses and the shaking and stuff it looks pretty documentary like but when they're at the school jim and andy are talking to each other and they're just sitting waiting to go into the office and there's two cameras like they're in like a hallway like yeah there's two camera people standing there pointing at them like why would that be a time where you would need two cameramen? Especially considering when they drove there, they were using the dash cam, which means two cameramen follow them behind the car. And then they're like, oh, they're sitting there and talking. One of them's not getting like footage of the hallways. They're both filming one person so they can do back and forth like a TV show. That doesn't really seem like a good use of two cameramen's time, you know, when, no, they're, when they're in the same doesn't. shot. Yeah. And also, would it be realistic for them to actually even go to the high school with them? Because... There's you know, issues that, with that. Too. Yeah, there's like a disclosure or, you know, you can't film high school students like that. You that's know? true. You'd have to blur them out. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I feel like in the past, what they would have done is brought one camera person and had it whipping back and forth. And that would have been like, okay, cool. And only filming the characters or, yeah. Yeah, I see where you're coming from with that. And here's another one. So Michael and Pam are talking about how they're going to control the narrative and stuff like that, you know. And, and he like brings up the camera during that scene there's a camera person outside the office filming through the blinds which they've done since the beginning for like a more private conversation because they're mic'd up but then they're outside so they can like talk privately because they don't realize the camera person's there but there's also a camera person in the room with them and they're cutting back and forth between those two characters which two defeats the purpose yeah why even have the one outside with the worst angle if if they, you already have they know they're being filmed and yeah you already have a cameraman in there yeah you're thinking about it there's three people standing in this office and i know they say it when you're filming a show you stop paying attention to the camera but you're in a tiny office one of them's holding a giant camera and presumably there's also like a boom mic operator and stuff like that you know yeah. it's got a why film from the outside then you're well, you're obviously just invited them right into like your scheme and they keep doing that now with like conversations that be kind of secretive you know yeah oh one more thing for that though we uh we did watch the deleted scenes <clears throat> overall there's a funny one with ryan i would say overall it's not worth it there's way more of the subplot you know? about the high school romance yeah just kind of disturbing yeah but during that part there's a lot of scenes where jim is like trying to get andy to not admit things on camera and he's clearly because of the camera yeah oh that's a good point or just so he doesn't have to know about it, too. But, yeah, that makes sense that it would be on camera. Um, there's also a moment where Dwight... It's actually a really funny moment. Dwight is taking a picture of the press conference on his flip phone. <laughs> yeah. And he says, you look good in this to Michael, which I love. I always say that. Even if people look really bad in a picture, like, you look good in this. Because it's not super creepy. Um, like, I look like and you're like... I was quoting the office. <laughs> yeah. You look like shit. Yeah. <laughs> that has nothing to do with how you look at the picture. Couldn't Dwight just get, like, if he actually wanted a good shot of Michael handing over the check, wouldn't he just, like, ask the cameraman for a still? <laughs> Why would he take it on his flip camera? It looks so bad. I'm going to put it in the paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Some people yeah. still know how business <laughs> is done. It's the <laughs> third of that headline. <laughs> Well, anyway, but yeah, I, I realize we haven't really been talking about YouTube as much lately. <laughs> we haven't really been talking about the documentary stuff that much, but it's definitely slipped in terms of realism, which is little things like that. Which you don't really even realize, honestly, mm -hmm. until it's pointed out. And then it's kind of like, you know, I was watching Parks and Rec the other day and I was looking at their camera work and 
it's just like why even have it as a documentary or a mockumentary because it's not following that you know it's like having a laugh track that's yeah that's true it's just like why even have that you know yeah well in the arrested development it was based kind of on a documentary that was like the whole style of it but but that wasn't a real documentary there's just like some conventions they use and then modern family like took away the like the talking to the camera thing from the office which i mentioned before and it makes no sense at all yeah it's just like it's just like a convention it just makes things seem like the mid to late 2000s now yeah and it's like it's like evolved or devolved from the office and now the office itself as we get to season you know end of season three is starting to devolve a little bit Mm -hmm. from their um commitment (laughs) which is disappointing but it's also you know if you want to have a good tv show you got to have good shots i guess i guess but people say that the show like starts going down after the second season so apparently no one else thought that but it's like they just wanted the shots and they just forced it. The The problem is like when you hear about how they're recording the first season, it seems like it would be so easy to record it naturalistically by just doing that. Like it's not yeah. like a mistake to have a bunch of cameramen in a room. Like you just it's awkward to have them in there and just don't have them in there. Yeah. It's like it's like the same rules anyone would have. If the actor has a camera right in their face, they could be like, hey, maybe the camera wouldn't be this close to my face because I find this a little distracting now. And I've been on the show. So even though you say people get used to the cameras, I've been on this show and I still think it's awkward to have a camera this close to my face. How about that? And also everyone's wearing more makeup now. (laughs) I know. And bad makeup too. Yeah. Purple eyeshadow. Come on, Kelly. Get it together. Um, Okay. Well, should we talk about characters or? Do you think the world is crawling with Phyllis's? You know, I've been torn. I'm back and forth on this one. And no, (laughs) there's no Stanley tree. Crawling. Well, let's just talk about the characters that uh, do a lot. What do you think? Who's your first guy? Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Can we talk about Kevin and Oscar at the same time? They're really hitting it off. That's what I wrote down is that they're really vibing. Mostly to make fun of Angela, (laughs) which I love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she hates them. They they have fun. I just love their little secret handshake that they do in the air. Yeah. And... The fact that they know she's really bad at customer service and then they catch her being really bad at, like, just really rude to them, even. What I notice is it's kind of a switch. So at first, when Kelly's giving him the speech, uh, you know, Kevin starts clapping when she says, you're no longer losers. But, <laughs> exactly. And it seems like Oscar and Angela are kind of on the same page at that time. Yeah. But then it quickly switches because they both are trying and Angela can't do it. And it's not even that they're trying. They're just being like normal humans because you hear Oscar just being like, oh, you're from this part of Pennsylvania. Cool, Oscar's very blah, charismatic. Blah, blah. He is. He's, he's not anti-social yeah. like <laughs> the other two. Maybe. No. And Angela, I don't even know how she would. How could she even get by? You know, I'm always just astounded at people who have never had a customer service job mm-hmm. because there's a certain amount of. Well, there's a ton of just being fake nice not Mm -hmm. even fake nice but just you know being a good like conflict resolver right and obviously angela has never had any sort of customer service job or else she would know that all you have to do is just let the customer be right and you know just listen to them yeah do you think that's why they put in the scene where she's berating kevin before that too because like she's kind of like that way with everybody she is i don't know how she makes it you know, people like that, it's it's a vicious cycle because if you're as unpleasant as Angela is, uh, I always think about this like when you like meet someone that's unpleasant. You're like, well, 
I only had to interact with them for like three minutes. Yeah. But every person they interact with is interacting with them, which means every person they meet throughout the day is going to be irritated or defensive or pissed off or sad or something because you're being so terrible. And then you start thinking humanity is terrible because like you're just walking around like this angry, bad person. So everybody Angela interacts with, remember like like the one where she's all happy with, with Pam, you know? Yeah, you know, oh. exactly. And then she's like, hello, you know, to the person. Like, she's not yeah. going to get a good customer experience at that coffee shop either no yeah i agree with you it is a vicious cycle i know people like that and it's like you can't uh, can you name names <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can't you can't even explain to them that the reason that things are turning out so shitty is because of their actions you know and the way that they treat people and i mean even i get into that yeah even me Oh, me. I can't believe Can you this. Believe it? I can't. Me. I'm not unbelievable. Ugh. I'm unable to believe this. I know, but yeah, it's true. And when you point it out to them that it's their fault and they're acting, they really don't like that. No, they do not. <laughs> they, do, they do not take it as well as you think they might. <laughs> yeah. And I never even think they're going to take it very well. And still, it's yeah, just well, worse than you thought. Yeah. Lost a lot of friends by telling them that they're, they're the reason their life sucks. <laughs> You know, maybe if you would stop being bummed out. <laughs> yeah. And then afterwards, I tell them that the official policy of myself is that it's apologetic. <laughs> and they don't really like that either. I think they have Tourette's or something. <laughs> I love that scene when she's, Angela's talking to uh, the person and she's she's like, But liquor, yeah. our prices have never been lowered. I know. I love you don't even hear anything on the phone. And then she puts it down. It's like, I think they had Tourette's or something because you can like imply everything that just happened. <laughs> Very well done. And Kevin's going to try his Australian accent on a customer, possibly Dingo Baby, <laughs> which my sister really likes to say. She says that pretty often. You know what that's a reference to? That could have been in our references. No. Is it a reference to something else? Yeah. It's like a famous case in Australia where, uh, <laughs> and I don't have any of the details right, probably, but somebody, kid went missing and it was, they were being like tried for murder. And they said a dingo came in in the night and stole their baby. And I think there's like a movie with Meryl oh. Streep or Naomi Watts or something like that. And that's where that they, they quote right. it in the, the it's Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, and they they actually quote it in Seinfeld too. Like maybe a dingo ate your baby. <laughs> it's like a really traumatic thing, but <laughs> oh it's also really funny somehow. I don't know. Like, um, judging by comedy's references of it, <laughs> there's a Wikipedia page called "A Dingo Ate My Baby." Wow. Dot com. So this is like. It's not actually like a dingo pup. It's like dingo and it's baby. Not, not a baby dingo. It's a dingo <laughs> eating a human. Oh my god! Maybe allegedly. This is darker. This has become so dark. Okay. So, so Kevin, thanks a lot. Dingo babies. <laughs> thanks a lot, Kevin. But he had to keep jumbled that one up a little bit. But yeah, the, my favorite is the Oscar saying, "Yeah, so still said it." So like, <laughs> like that's like the first time you've ever seen Oscar <laughs> yeah. be that childish, it's and it's so, so good. nice. It's oh. so good. <laughs> Still Patty, I love it. You still said you're sorry. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, we talked about Angela. All the accountants have been pulled into this mess mm-hmm. that Creed created. Creed dated. <laughs> Let's talk about Creed. He's supposed to do a quality spot check once a week, and the one year he skips it. What do you think his other job responsibilities are? I don't think that's probably a big part knows. of it. Yeah. Uh, but luckily, he is able to pin it on a completely innocent person <laughs> and Debbie then collect Brown. money for her and then steal the money and not even give her the card people signed. That would have been no effort. 
And he puts it in the trash that's like in the entryway so anyone can see that. That guy doesn't get a damn about no one. No, he doesn't. And one other good deleted scene, um, there's, like you said, not very many, but one was about, so the guy from Scranton Times also does obituaries and he recognizes Creed because he wrote his obituary Obits. back when he <laughs> back when he faked his own death. Yeah. So um I like that little detail about Creed. But that never comes together because like I was never a good investigative reporter. No. And also uh the scene was cut. <laughs> so maybe it didn't even happen. But I, I wish he would follow the lead, you know? What like was... in all the president's men. Yeah. You know? No. <laughs> What's his um what's his column called? Lighter side of life. <laughs> oh bits. <laughs> oh yeah, um he's it's like a not a balance. serious not a serious uh rep- reporter really, but it's like a nice guy. I mean in Scranton you have to come up with something besides Scranton Strangler to you know, write about. Yeah, or you can make it lighter side of the Scranton Strangler we <laughs> incidentally had yesterday. But he was too busy writing obituaries of of the victims. Mm-hmm. Wow dingoes and babies <laughs> maybe a dingo was the scranton strangler fan theory hashtag <laughs> did i you have to put the hashtag before oh my god this is that why no one's hitting my theories uh did i did i tell you my idea for the spinoff of the office did i tell you that last time maybe i was thinking that the spinoff for the office we're gonna redo it i feel like i might have said it but it would be that it's the the cast members that are left still at the office still working and then maybe some new people but they're not really that important and then the the show is about the documentary crew oh but they're still filming so you get to see some of like the behind the scenes stuff of the people filming but it's like about those people's interactions that would be really cool but they can still have all the like minor characters in the office because it won't matter they don't need to carry the show anymore they just need to hire really good people to be the documentary crew people and then that's their job their job and then they could have like an annoying boss too that's like directing the documentary you know that's cool because that would be a really cool way of like it's still in continuity it's still the same office but you don't need to like replace the boss you don't need to start everything all over again you don't need to get back jim and pam because they moved you know you don't need to get back michael you instead you just have the people that are around and if anyone else doesn't want to come back that's fine because they quit or they died or whatever stanley (laughs) he's way past the middle of his life (laughs) (laughs) that's a really good idea i don't think you gave that idea last time well, Hashtag beer me a spinoff. Okay. I just and then let's both. talk about Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Andy is so god annoying. Ugh. I love him. So I looked. <laughs> I love his character, but he's so annoying. I wouldn't want to be friends oh with him. Oh my God. He, if I was his coworker, ugh. Dude, there are some people that you're just like, I. You're, you're testing my customer service skills right now. He laid low when he first came back, but. Yeah. He's back with a vengeance. He's, yeah, now. he really Last is. Last time he was just like helping Dwight. It seemed like his ego had been taken down a step. And he's uh, a, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> no one even cares anymore. And yeah, <laughs> he's back to just Andy. Yeah. Um, Doesn't he call himself Andy when he comes into the. Oh, that's the way that's it. And it might have been like, Andrew. Or when he says, at your service, Andy, at your service. No, he says William Doolittle because it's Will Do. I know. Ah! Uh. Are you serious? Not good. No. Uh, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> Will you do little e- at your service? That makes it so. I, I was like, is that the guy from the, the original Doctor Doolittle? Maybe. No. Ugh, I hate that so much, so much. William Doolittle. But I'm gonna start saying it. <laughs> he doesn't do much. I'll give him that. Um, he's also dating a student, a part-time 
frozen yogurt chef. Frozen yogurt chef. Um, so I looked. <laughs> so I looked up the statutory rape laws in um, Pennsylvania. That sounds fun. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff I do. Deep um, dive and obits. <laughs> and obits. <laughs> Lighter slice of stench. Statch. Um, <laughs> we shouldn't shorten that. We shouldn't be referring to it that often. No. It's true. What are the statch laws of this state? Yeah, yeah. What are the statch in this state? Um, so basically, anyone under 16, do you think she's under 16? No. Do you? Yeah, I don't think so. So I don't think it's statutory rape, honestly. It's just uh, highly frowned upon by everyone. <laughs> yeah. It's just Plus like, she has a boyfriend, so even even he would probably be frowning. Yeah. He looked like a running back. Like the juice? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, wow. Uh, so yeah, anyone under 16 and then with someone older or 10 years older which andy definitely is but i don't think that she's under she's probably Uh, 17 or 18 what's the age gap for knocking over a mailbox that's a felony it's just a felony across the board unless it was like maybe she'd go to juvie though yeah she'd be tried as a kid and he'd be tried as an adult possibly and they could be tried together it'd be really cute i mean where did you touch the mailbox (laughs) if anyone actually cares to prosecute for that it's true we got a lot of crimes in this country it's hard to keep them all straight <laughs> yeah and it's hard to keep like mailbox was it you know is it a storm was it an actual person oh what oh a storm <laughs> oh, okay. that that knocked over the mailbox <laughs> i got confused <laughs> what do you mean did they knock keep over up. a mail carrier keep up <laughs> oh. that's, that's not good at all well yeah i love the beer me i love the the singing he says he's karen's one of his oldest friends <laughs> that track i like when he says what's her name yeah he's just he's trying too hard to bro out it's weird yeah is he trying to impress him or not i love when he says beer me gets a laugh like a quarter of the time he's just like i'm gonna take those odds (laughs) yeah it's so annoying i just but it's worth it for lord beer me strength yeah jim is is. so funny (laughs) jim is so funny without trying he can take your worst joke and just make it a good joke i know Lord Beer Me Strength. I love it. It's so good. That would be a good tattoo. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> um, okay, so that's pretty much it for our minor characters. Let's do You Never Expect You're the Murderer. I feel like we pretty much talked about Jim, too. Yeah. But let's just mention that Pam is an accessory to Michael's stuff, and that's about it. But funny. She is funny. Yeah. <laughs> She's there for the woman's touch. That way, like, do you know what this is for? Yes. <laughs> and then also, like, the when he says that um, she has to say cut, and she goes, cut, and then cut. <laughs> so good. And it's already, it's like way past the time when they should cut. Yeah, yeah. Cut. <laughs> so that he knows where to cut. Like, he's going to actually cut it at this point way, way later. Yeah, so funny. I think Dwight is really funny. He's just like assistant, you know, handing out clearance, offering waters. Three out of 20. <laughs> offering beverages and then not coming up with that at all, taking photos and stuff like that. But And then pointing out um, at a really opportune time that the sex does appear to be consensual between the duck and the mouse. And also complimenting the accuracy of <laughs> they got it just Farm right. animals. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, did they? Because aren't those animals pretty different in size? Yeah, I don't Dwight. know how that could have I mean, I guess it's just Donald Duck. A couple Duck pigs and... watching. <laughs> and not Dwight, apparently. 
This episode is a lot more, there's a lot more sex jokes than a normal office episode. I mean, there's, we got the statutory rape, like subplot. Oh, and then we have great. The, the um incest, I guess is what you would call it, or inbreeding. What? With the, the animals? Yeah. Oh, okay. And not inbreeding. It's like animal bestiality. Bestiality, subplot. Um, and Interspecies lovemaking yeah. is what we call it. And also, um, Michael is toned down for this. Like, usually he's the one that is making the sex jokes, but instead he's saying unspeakable acts and stuff like that. Whereas when he's talking about Jan, it's a little bit different. Well, next so. week we got women's appreciation, so <laughs> I'm sure we'll correct that. Yeah, he wants to control the story and have the news. We're going to let the news find out it on their own. It's just like, what you really get is just his delusion in this yeah. episode of how popular he thinks this is and like how important he thinks this issue is and stuff like that yeah and good thing it's not because he really botched it yeah that's true the publicity stunt he probably like that uh reporter came back with the story and they're like i'm not running this no one cares yeah those been like it's really funny (laughs) guys come on this could be an episode of the office (laughs) or that thing the british one yeah the um this guy this could be an episode of that uk show the office that's how awkward it was in the office there. You guys don't believe it. The ungrateful biatch hotline. I was thinking, how much funnier is that because he says biatch instead of bitch? Because if he said bitch, that would be like a really like harsh line. But it's like, it's the same word. He just fixed it with pronunciation. Even I don't feel bad for having said it just then. Yeah, it makes it a hundred times funnier. Biatch. I'm going to, so I say, I can say biatch. Sure. Because I'm like kind of. Are you asking me if you can? Yeah. Or are you just saying you can? But when I say I'm going to edit it out. <laughs> you'll, you'll see. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see what I do. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well. That's about it. I mean, that's all we got. That's all we got. Let's. Is there anything? Okay. Let's. Now let's. We're going to do the Finer Things Club and tie up any loose ends that we uh, didn't mention. Anything that didn't come up. We used to do the Finer Things Club earlier. Um, a lot of people are saying it wasn't good. We really wanted to control the narrative, though, so, right, so we're not going to take it out completely. Mm-hmm. We still said we're sorry. So, <laughs> I guess I really just like the headline for um, Michael's, you know, supposed, yeah. you know, news report on this debacle, which is I like that word. What is it? Debacle. No, what's what's the headline? Local area paper. Dunder Mifflin apologizes, apologizes. to I just valued client. Some, some businesses. <laughs> he almost stops, but then he's like, <laughs> he like doesn't understand. Still know how, how business, business is, is run. Yeah, is done. And if you look it up on uh, Google Images, you can see people have mocked up that headline, and it's it takes up about as much as the page as you would think it would. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to get one of those and frame it. Extra, extra. <laughs> And then, like, like the, the kids, like extra, extra, local paper company. And, oh, he's passed out. <laughs> Poor kid. He couldn't he couldn't bark the bark the headline with his l- little lungs? <laughs> That's really sad. Um, oh, Dingo's dragging him off. <laughs> um, what about? I need two men on this. That's what she said. There's no time. But then she did. <laughs> The the two sides of Michael, this like assertive action Michael that's totally misguided and the funny <laughs> one that's also really misguided are like pulling at each other. I feel like he almost exploded during this scene. I know. It's so good. And 
it's like you said we've got women's appreciation next week so we're gonna make up for this like professional seeming or you know trying to be professional because i feel like the funny michael scott would think that the watermark was pretty good yeah that's a good point who do you think in the next one he he would have thought he like laughs about this the thing Thing. the penis oh yeah we'll talk about it but yeah yeah, you're right this is like a big character ship i guess it's because this is business some local businesses (laughs) still know how being serious is to do (laughs) um other finer thing i really liked the hairspray before the apology yes um dwight is just really getting it's so long (laughs) it's so long it's so good seven seconds of hairspray okay and it's like really just i hope they didn't do have to do multiple takes of that because that would really contribute to our climate crisis oh cfcs yeah actually the cfcs are what puts holes in the ozone layer that's right yeah r-e-c-y-c-l-e recycle c-o-n-s-e-r-p-e conserve don't you p-o-l-u-t pollute the rivers skies or seas or else you're gonna get what you deserve the ozone is in horrible condition <laughs> from chlorofluorocarbons sh- in our I'm atmosphere sure. <laughs> uh, i've never heard this it's from rocco's modern life and oh. there's getting to be more of them each year anyway um i do love that too i also love the put the most attractive beats on top those the are the money mon- beats and i love how he puts a plant in front of phyllis yeah like that's not noticeable and you see it later she's just like <laughs> she looks over something <laughs> and she's looking behind a potted plant <laughs> to see what's going on with the news thing it's so funny <laughs> so good like they needed to have money beats for that guy yeah lighter side of life he doesn't care i know he's like you're on you should have just offered him a beverage that would have made a way better article he would have been like man that they offered me such a good beverage i'm having so much anxiety about our next segment which is a rating because it's of the scale. <laughs> well, it's not going to hold up in court. That was my last finer thing. Okay. The rating. The rating system. Or wait, should we do our ratings? Um, our reviews? Reviews, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Let's do Let's do our rating of the episode first. Okay. Okay, so 7 out of 7. Absolutely, I do. <gasps> 6 out of 7. Pretzel day. Yes. Five out of seven. Beach day. Yes. Four out of seven. Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. Yes. Three out of seven. Don't tell me. I know it. It's uh. I'm just drinking my second drink, so I can't. Cause there's no segment, so I'm just gonna do it while you're thinking. Um. Wow, sipping pretty. That's a good. Beer. <laughs> <laughs> sneak second drink and whatever. It's three. What's three? What's three? What's um. Well, it's not good. And it's not bad. Well, one is... It's not super. One is... um. Oh, it's a little stitious. Mm, Two out of seven is... um. Well, one out of seven is... um. What the heck is wrong with... Okay, can you just cut I'm going to put like a, like a timer, like a, like a tick, 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 like a... I like... Final Jeopardy music, maybe? I even thought about making flashcards. Because this Quizlet. is the thing. This is the thing, is that when we were at the old Off-5 studio, we had it tacked up to the wall and so it's you know i never committed it to memory and then every time you just say it so how would i know and you just say alfredo's pizza cafe (laughs) well you know number one though one is um this just stinks and the second one is something not something but the other thing nothing nothing no everything 
<laughs> what is it? Just tell me. Garbage the cat. Oh, garbage. The cat. Well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think about this episode? Three, two, one. Beach, Beach day. day. Yes. We legit agreed this time. Yeah, that was good. Been a while. Beach day. Yeah, it's five out of seven for sure. Yeah. Nothing more needs to be said. Yeah. Except for the number out of seven it is, which is five. And also the name, Beach Day. <laughs> and, well, and maybe it's just because we're thinking about the beach today because it's snowing out. Yeah. Uh, snowed too much, I would say. Me too. What about our Dundee? Mm, okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. You go first. No, I didn't think of one. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to give mine to Kelly. Um, And it's not a pity. It's not a pity Dundee. Mm-hmm. Um, It's not because I was making fun of her eyeshadow earlier it's because i think that she did a good job training and she was really patient with um someone who's or multiple people who are really difficult to train she's got a good attitude the whole time and this is kind of her forte we don't really get to see her in action too much so i like kelly and i'm gonna give her the customer service award okay customer service wow excellent you know i hate to do this but i'm gonna give it to creed <laughs> held on to that job with his fingernails his cold dead hands <laughs> oh my god according to yeah the newspaper he really uh he'll do anything to just like he did when he was a homeless man and i think <laughs> we saw that today and i, I think know. we saw that today i don't know i it's 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 terrible what he did it is terrible so why are you giving him a dundee i don't know <laughs> <laughs> when's creed gonna get one <laughs> Let's read some of our reviews in a segment called I think I hold up very well to even severe scrutiny. I mean, I think we hold up pretty well. Yeah, pretty well. And let's find out if we do. All right. You want to. Okay. So one of us has terrible news and one of us has great news. What do you want first? I think I would like one great one. Let's do a sandwich. We'll do (laughs) a great one. A not so great one. And then another great one. I love that you said that because my problem with the compliment sandwich we may have discussed or not is that you know a compliment sandwich you give a compliment and you give like criticism a compliment yeah that's not a compliment sandwich that's a criticism sandwich it's compliment bread <laughs> you don't you don't call the sandwich what the bread is that's true this is a sandwich yeah and <laughs> which um, usually just means bad but and that's actually kind of the tactic that kelly used when training everyone was like i you're so great i think that the greatest thing about you is that you have many great qualities but one thing you could work on is yeah good well let's just read two reviews that way we can save one in case we don't get any next time because sometimes we don't get any reviews for like a month (laughs) so so you're just saying you want an open face sandwich yeah okay yeah so let's 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 do the bad one and then we'll do the good uh good one this is from senor ligma or maybe it's not senor senor ligma (laughs) i don't know but anyway it's on itunes and it says here's the title love the office recaps hate the politics Content. I watch The Office to get away from politics, and it seems like every episode has to do with politics at some point. I'm going to keep listening, but it's very irritating having my favorite show mixed with politics. Two stars. Oh, quid pro quo. Now, this is just me, but I feel like if you're going to keep listening, it's three stars. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, come on. I give two stars to one I like respect, but I don't want to hear. Give it a beach day. Jeez. Well, anyway. What do you think? What do you think about that? I just think that everyone is entitled to their own opinion, you know? That's yeah, and they can put it on iTunes. (laughs) And I I think we still hold up, 
even to severe scrutiny. And honestly, I love, I enjoy being judged. I don't think that we talk. I think we should have a separate podcast for our political banter, but we don't really know that much. We don't. So that's why we have to say it now at the, in the off five. So it's, I don't, I doubt it's going to stop. Here's what I say. I think (laughs) he probably, he or she was probably listening a lot to the early episodes because I think we did that more in the early episodes. And I kind of agree with this person. There are sometimes, I mean, maybe they don't agree with our politics, but even people I do agree with our politics are sometimes where I listen to things or watch things and I just don't want to be reminded that I live in the world at all. <laughs> and I just want to hear something that is completely abstract about art. And I don't want to hear any sort of commentary on things that are going on or stuff like that. So I get it if that's the case. Touche. It's only like two stars, a little harsh, but. Is that a good. Is that a good um, use of the word touche? Um, I were to say touche. Three shay. Three shay. Okay, yeah, because three out of five shay. No, it's actually two, two out of five shay. <laughs> touche. Two shays out of five shays. <laughs> touche out of five shays. Okay, well. Will you want to read the next one? Yeah. Oh, did All I tell right, you? I gave from... our podcast five stars, and I didn't mean to. <laughs> I was going by. I was oh, scrolling down. And I, like raise your own podcast or like likes your own photos on Facebook. No, I'm not at all that guy. I was scrolling by and I hit one of the stars. I won't say what star it was, but I was like, well, I can't have that be the star. But I can't like, <laughs> there's no option to unchange the star. So you just have to change it to a different star, but you can't change it to no rating. Are you Senor Ligma? Yeah, I am. And also, I don't <laughs> like when we talk about politics. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read the um, the review by Matt Clackett. Matt Clackett. Which I really like that I love name. First it. of all, yeah. It's an onomatopoeia for when um, you drop a, a rake. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully you don't step on it. Oh, like Sideshow Bob. Absolutely spectacular. That's what they wrote. The hosts are honestly hilarious. Nathan's deadpan comments catch me off guard, and I feel he really adds something to the show. It's nice. I It catches me off guard sometimes, too. Hmm. I've listened to a few different Office podcasts and most just summarize slash provide fun facts about the episode. That's great and all, but what the Office offers, all five offers is more arbitrary segments, confusing ratings, and regular breaks to review alcoholic beverages. Five stars. I love that Addie can't remember the names of the ratings. <laughs> and then you went and blew it by almost remembering the lyrics this time. I almost And did. we almost blew it by taking away second drink. <laughs> Oh, to, for Matt Clackett, this episode goes out to you. I love arbitrary segments. Confusing writing. This is really funny. He gets That's it. good. And is that all we normally do? Did you see this thing I have on my desk? Yeah, it's like a little... What is it called? A Funko Pop. I've never heard of that until I saw it on the Off5 Instagram page. So it's Jim, but he's in a Halloween costume. And his hair is too heavy and he's falling over. He needs to lean up against your Dwight. He ain't got time to lean. If he did, he would have time to clean. <laughs> but obviously, you've worked in a customer service job. Oh, oh yeah, I have. And uh, but if you look, he's wearing a name tag that says his name is a different name. I wish it was the book face one. No, <laughs> okay. I didn't want that one. Because <laughs> there's the thing: when you get the gym one, you might get any variant. And I didn't want the one that just says book on oh, his face. Oh, you might get any variant. Yeah, I oh. didn't want that one. I'm glad this one just has like a small little thing. But if I got the one with book face, I'd be like, eh. I'm only gonna have one gym. I don't want Bookface. Was it the um, popular social media networking site? <laughs> Bookface. Was it um the Halloween edition? I don't know. You just buy it. It just comes with a thing. That's cool. Wh- which one would you want if you had one? A version of Jim. I would want the version of an office character. I would want the version of Jim dressed up as Dwight. <laughs> then you get the best of both worlds. They do have that one. They do. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um. 
And we also are looking at um, a pin on Etsy that has the watermark, which was really cool. Yeah. There's a lot of cool memorabilia. Um, but here, I have a gift for you. <gasps> really, oh, Daryl? <laughs> oh my god! It's a Funko Pop. Thank you. That's so cool. Thanks. Oh my gosh! I need to get a case for this. Yeah, it's a case for your bobblehead. <laughs> Thanks, Nathan. You're welcome. And I think we also need a segment where we talk about because now we have some Patreon, not Patreon, but we have some supporters on our thing. I think we have we should have a segment where we say something nice about them each time. That was really really cool. I've never had anyone give me money like that before and we didn't even ask i know so we have two supporters on our anchor page so we wanted to give a shout out to them at each episode the end of it and so to scott subka jr we award you the gold medal for flunkerton and to peter garner he fit the most m&ms in his mouth and he gets a gold medal Made of yogurt lids. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. All right. See you next time when we talk about women's appreciation. Lord, beer me strength. Can't top that. Yeah, and we were on the first season of The Office. We are in the background of the episodes, but then they decided to cut us for more talented members. That's okay. We're not at all bitter. Our claim to fame. It's okay. Or our claim to not being famous. We didn't know that it was going to be a huge success, so we're just happy to be part of it. You know? I actually had good money on it failing. <laughs> <laughs> when the odds are 10,000 to 1, you take them. Yeah, and, and then I lost not only my job, but all that money, too, when it was successful, so... Mm. This is my second chance being famous. It's not really working out too well so It's really far. not.